Our scripture passage for this Palm Sunday is Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it, bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this. The Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing? untying the colt. They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. So if lately you have driven anywhere near Penn Square Mall, you will have noticed that on the north side of the mall there is a building under construction. And by all accounts, that building will be the first and only container store in all of Oklahoma. Now, for the uninitiated, the container store is a glorious place that promises to provide to you every sort of gadget and whatever that will help you to organize every aspect of your life. Closets and cupboards, drawers and desks, the garage and everything you can possibly imagine the container store has what you need to organize your life and make your life oh so much better. It's like, you know, three or four years ago, there was this best-selling book by Marie Kondo called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And Marie promised us that if we only knew the right way to fold our socks, if we only knew how to fold our t-shirts in the drawer, so many good things would come to us in our life would just be so much better. I myself was drawn to the promise of a neatly organized home, and I bought the book. And then about nine months ago, I was digging in my very messy and wild sock drawer for my hiking socks. And lo and behold, there in the back of the drawer was the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I guess I must have been working hard at folding those socks and said, enough of this, and threw the book in the drawer and closed it up. 
see the light of day again. I think the only thing life-changing about it was that it took over your whole life to make sure that your socks were folded in the proper way. We human beings, we are always desiring and yearning. We are built upon expectations. In fact, we were created by God to be these yearning and desiring creatures, that we were created to yearn for and desire God and to be in relationship, right relationship with the living God. In, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for the soul is nephesh. And the Hebrew mindset didn't think of the soul as we do, as this thing that continues on into the afterlife. For them, the nephesh, the soul, was sort of the center, the heart of the human being. And one person has described it as a little bundle of desires. You see, we human beings are these little bundles of desires yearning for, desiring for God, yearning to be connected in that right relationship, although sometimes we end up yearning for the wrong things. But we are created to be in that relationship with God and to have this sense of connecting to God. Now, when this yearning, nephish human nature is combined with our fallen, broken, sin nature, this is where problems begin to come in. You see, God has also gifted us with free will. And so, just like those people in the Garden of Eden, we begin to think, huh, you know, this God thing and this perfect relationship is, is good and all. I kind of like that. But, you know, there might be more. I might have something better. If I just reach out and take that, maybe my life will let me be my God. Maybe I'll be even better, even more. And this is our sin nature. This nature to turn in upon ourselves. This nature to always be wanting more and better. This nature that becomes about I, me, and I, and we, ourselves, me, my ego, becomes the center of the universe. And when that yearning nature is combined with this sin nature, this I, me, mine, we begin to develop these expectations and dreams and schemes. We even begin to place expectations on Jesus and who he is. This Palm Sunday, is about focusing our attention on our human condition. You see, we remember and celebrate that this is the day when Jesus rides into Jerusalem triumphantly. But if you're really looking at the story, the truth is that this is the height of the season of Lent. This is the day when the scriptures are saying, if you have not been paying attention these past weeks, pay attention today because the human condition, that sin nature, is going to be front and center before us. We have all these expectations. If you remember, 
about three years in ministry, traveling around the land of Israel and all the while proclaiming that the kingdom of God is at hand. He's teaching, he's preaching, he's pointing to God, he's healing. He keeps saying, no, 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 that's not God's way, this is. No, no, that's not quite right, this is God's way. All this time, there is Jesus before them. All this time in ministry. And yet, the people of Israel have expectations about who the Messiah will be. They are awaiting the long-expected return of someone like King David, a political and military leader who will restore the land of Israel to its greatness and fix everything that ails them. This is the king that they are expecting. And there are two kinds of reactions to Jesus riding into Jerusalem. Now the first is a little harder to see. You have to kind of pay attention that the religious authorities, the scribes and the Pharisees are standing at a distance watching all of this and as the ones who are on the inside, as the power holders, as the people of privilege, as the people who get to tell everyone else what to do and how to do it, they want a Messiah who's going to show up and say, well done, good and faithful servants. Thanks for keeping everything under control till I can get back and yay you, let's just keep down the path that you're going on. You see, for those religious authorities, Jesus is not the Messiah that they're expecting. And then there are the people, and these are the ones that we pay attention to, right? There they are, they're all cheering, they're waving their palm branches as Jesus is coming into town. These are the people who are on the outsides and the margins. Their lives are not so great. They want a political and military leader who can bring them back to this wonderful place and a great life. They see Jesus as this person who's going to restore their good fortunes. Everybody in this story on this Palm Sunday has expectations about who the Messiah is and what the Messiah is going to do for them in their lives. And if you're really reading the scriptures, if you're paying attention to the details, Jesus is saying, that's not who I am, here's who I am. You see, Jesus comes riding in on a small colt or a donkey. Now that does fulfill the scriptural witnesses about the Messiah. But you know, the scriptural witnesses also have passages like the suffering servant in Isaiah that says this Messiah is going to be scorned and despised, not a triumphant king. And if he were a great military leader, he would come riding in on a stallion with his sword drawn, ready to oust all the enemies of the people of Israel. That's what a military guy does. Jesus is on and on. And imagine reading a battle. <laughs> this Jesus, as he comes into Jerusalem and all the crowds are cheering and hollering, Hosanna, this Jesus doesn't say a word. 
getting things all ready for you to take over that power. But this Jesus, not a word. This Messiah is not the Messiah that anyone is expecting. He's a very different kind of king. And so it's kind of ironic that the people are shouting, Hosanna! Which actually means, save, please. They want to be saved by a human king in a worldly way. These are the expectations that the people are bringing, that Jesus is going to transform their lives in a very tangible way. And you and I, we cry out, Hosanna, save, please. Fix what's wrong with my life. We don't want just God in relationship to God. We want what God can do for us. We want what God can make of us. We want God to give us a better job. We want God to give us more money. We want God to let us buy those material things we want. We want God to fix our relationships. We want God to get people to respect us. We want God to make us more powerful. We want God to see that our candidate is elected. We want God to see that our basketball team wins the championship. We want God to make sure that we win, that we're victorious, that we come out on top. We want to eat from the tree. If we want to eat from the tree, we want God to feed me. We want God to do my will. That is the human nature that is on display on Palm Sunday. We make a savior of our own desiring rather than letting God be God. We create a savior in our own image. Have you ever thought about the images we put on the walls in the church of this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, European Jesus, when we know that he was born in the Middle East of Jewish descent and he was probably darker-haired and, and dark eyes and darker skinned. But we want Jesus to be what we want Jesus to be. I often think that if the Messiah comes again in all his glory, He's going to come not as the one we're thinking he is. He's going to come as a, a poor refugee woman in Sudan. And we're going to go, no, that's not the Messiah. That's not the one we're waiting for. You see, Palm Sunday brings our expectation, our human desires to the forefront. It shows us what our human nature really is and how we become so focused on ourselves that we miss that this God is about being in perfect relationship with God and letting go of our expectations. You see, the king already on the throne. We're always trying to displace the King of Kings and Lord of Lords.
parchment that came of our own making. The God is already on the throne. And all that is asked of us is to choose God. To choose that relationship with God and let go of all those other expectations. Choosing God is the easiest thing in the world. Choosing God is the hardest thing in the world. But there is no other way that leads to life and life abundant but that choice of God as God will be God. The good news on this Palm Sunday is that Jesus on this very day is riding again into Jerusalem. And in the week ahead, he is going to journey to that cross. Not for those people 2,000 years ago, but for us, for you, you, and me. The only way our human sin nature can be broken open is through Jesus the way that God has made him to be. So, on this Palm Sunday, go ahead, wave your palm branches, shout, Hosanna, save, please, save us. Oh God, from ourselves. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.